I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, welcome to the Fantasy Podcast, episode 47. I'm your host, Peter Stroud, the by Tom. How are you, Tom? I'm not bad. Only Tom this week, me and Peter, me and Peter, me and Tom this week, Gunnar has had a reaction to the virus and then called into work, I say reaction to the virus, reaction to the vaccine, don't want people to get to COVID. So it's just me and Tom this week, we're delayed it because we've tried to get Gunnar on, but it's not happened. So this is your podcast, Euro 2, reviewing or previewing Group D, E and F. So we'll start right in, Tom. Group D is England, Croatia, Scotland and Czech Republic. In this group, England will play three home games, Scotland will play two home games, so they are kind of slight advantage, look at it that way. I'll start with our predictions first. I went for England first, Croatia second, Scotland third, Czech fourth. You have went the same, only Scotland Czech, other way round. And Gunnar has went Croatia first, England second, Scotland third, and Czech Republic fourth. So my question to you, obviously, is Mr Negative, do you give Scotland no chance at all in this group? Yeah, no chance. And what are you based that on? <laughs> Previous performances, <laughs> uh, qualifications. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not that confident. I mean, I, I'll be, I'll be happy if I'm proved wrong. To be honest, um, I might be proved wrong, but as it stands, I'm, I'm predicting Scotland bottom of the group. Okay, fair enough. Right, England, they will start with there. They qualified in a group, top of the group, seven wins, one loss. The loss was to Czech Republic, mind you. But mm-hmm. since that loss, they came back and absolutely scaled Bulgaria at 6-0, Montenegro 7-0, Kosovo 4-0. So they finished the group strong. They are one of the tournament favourites. They are, I believe, if they got all the way to the final, they, play, they would play six out of seven games at Wembley. So that, there you go, that's, can't get much better than that. So we'll start with your must-have, Tom. Who is your must-have from England? I was drawn, but I was stuck between two players, and it was Kane and Sterling. In the qualifiers, Kane had ten goals and five assists. Uh, Sterling had four goals and six assists. But I noticed that uh, in the game against Croatia in the qualifiers, he actually scored a hat trick. I think England played Croatia in this match day one that we're just about to enter now. So I'm quite keen on Sterling, but I am. If I had to choose for the entirety of the competition, my must-have is Kane. Yep, I agree with you. Mine is Harry Kane also. Just think he's that talisman figure. We go going up this all the time. We talk about a fantasy podcast and kind of undroppable. He will be on penalties. The only thing would be that if England win their first two games, they're potentially be rested for the third game. 
Mm-hmm. But you just need to kind of play that as you go along with the game. Right, differential, Tom. Who's your English differential? Um, again, I'm stuck between two players. Uh, the first one is Jaden Sancho. Uh, in three starts during the qualifiers, he got two goals and one assist. He had a decent season for Dortmund. He had eight goals and 11 assists in 26 matches. And in the Champions League, he got two goals and three assists. So there's obviously a lot of hype. At previous transfer windows, he was linked with, I think, a move to Man United. Um, big price tag. So this might be an opportunity for him to, to live up to that kind of expectation and uh, prove his worth. The other one I was thinking was uh, Ben Chilwell. He's obviously an attacking defender. Um, you're probably going to tell him he's not in the squad or something. No, he is, he is. <laughs> <laughs> i just seen you look on your face. Uh, he got three assists in, in the qualifiers out of four starts. And um, England also managed to get five out of eight clean sheets. So that's not a bad record as well. Okay. I'm kind of between two as well. I went for Mason Mount. I think he is great attacking midfielder. England's good going forward. Now, the one I was kind of torn with was Jack Grealish because... He's going to be, if he, if he plays this, I don't know if he's going to be playing or not, so I'll wait to the first fixture to see and maybe use him in a second transfer. If he's playing, he's going to be playing in a part of a front three, so basically he's going to be slightly out of position if he's playing further up. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, as I was saying, same with your Sancho pick is they're quite strong options on the wings in the, the top three that I can see quite a lot of rotation, and especially if they win their first two games, then you're going to have to kind of just call it by... By, by year puzzle. and then if England qualify from the group I can see Southgate changing his tactics to the back three using wing backs mm-hmm. but it's one less attacking player on the pitch and then it's the it's who's going to go for again this is something you're going to have to watch throughout the tournament and kind of try to be lucky or work out who's going to play with okay next up is Croatia Croatia top tier group with Wales Slovakia in it they had five wins two draws and a loss also they are the current World Cup finalists, but that was three years ago. Bit an aging team. So, Tom, who is your must-have pick? Um, who is it? Ivan Perisic. Three goals and one assist. He obviously had a great season for Inter Milan, and he he managed six out of six starts. I'm not that keen on Croatia's defence. Only two clean sheets out of eight. Um, so I'm definitely keen on a Croatia attacker. I've went for Old Faithful. Modric is probably swan song tournament. I think still, again, I'll mention that talisman type thing again, that everyone can all go through him. If they're going to do something attack-wise, I think he will be involved some sort. Plus, it's maybe just a, a wee nod to fantasy games at the past. I do like Luka Modric. And your differential, Tom? Um Differential. I was struggling with the differential. Um, it was between Dejan Lovren and Borna Barisic just because we're the Scottish half-hour fantasy podcast and we focus on the Scottish football. So Barisic, I'm going to go Barisic. Go on. Yep, I've uh, also been, we'll let you finish. One assist as well during the qualifiers and uh, he seems to be good for a start as well. Yep, I've went Barisic as well for that reason. He seems to be nailed on at left-back. He has got a sweet left foot, a free kicks in his range. Not saying that maybe Modric will take that off him, mind you. And also, maybe attack returns down the left-hand side. have to wait and see. It's, it was kind of, kind of pick. It depends, I suppose, on how you think Croatia will go on this group. will be depending if you pick him or not. Next up is Scotland. How they got there? They got there uh, through the 
Nations League way. So they've finished in the group behind Belgium and Russia. So to go into the playoff, and it was Israel and Albania, they topped that. Penalty shoot out against Israel to get through, and a penalty shoot out against Serbia to get through. So they've done it long and hard way, but at our first tournament since 1998. So Scotland, Tom, you see you don't have a lot of notes, but who is your must-have if you're going to do it? Um, if you're going to do it, if you're feeling patriotic, then I think it can only fall down to one man, and it's John McGinn, seven goals and two assists during the qualifiers. Clearly the, the standout player in the squad during that uh, qualification process. Um, the Again, I'll speak about the defence. Only two clean sheets out of eight uh, qualifiers, and both of those came against San Marino, so I'm not too confident on the Scottish defence. So again, focus on an attacker if you're going to go for it. See, I've had a different tact for you. I went for Kieran Tierney. Uh, five million, 0.5 million cheaper than Robertson. The way they've been lining up recently, he's playing at the, the back of a kind of back three, but he overlaps. So, you can, so if Scotland are going to be, as I think they're going to be, try to be as rigid and as tight at the back as he can, you get the chance, now it's a slight chance, but Tierney could be attacking the turns and defensive clean sheets. That's what I've done it for. Your differential, Tom? Uh, she Adams. Just because she Adams? Just because, <laughs> I mean, if it's a choice between him and Dykes, then I think he's probably going to be, I think he's probably going to be nailed up front. You think he's nailed? Because I've been arguing people on Twitter about this all week about not being nailed, and I'm probably going to deep my G Adams is not nailed hat if he starts <laughs> against Czech Republic. I think I think he's got to be nailed. He's had a decent season for Southampton. Um, I I, th- I think he is. Okay. My differential is, again, going back to the defensive thing, I've went for David Marshall, 4.5 goalkeeper. If you think Scotland's going to be tight at the back, he's a cheap keeper, probably nailed. And Frees up a lot of budget. Frees up a lot of budget elsewhere, that's it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, next up is Czech Republic. They came second in the same group as England. Obviously, we mentioned that earlier on. They had five wins, three losses. But they beat England there. That's right. So who is your must-have Czech Republic player, Tom? That's right. They beat England 2-1, and they also drew with Belgium 1-1 in the World Cup qualifiers quite recently as well. Um, and on the same note, they also suffered a 5-0 defeat to England in the qualifiers and 4-0 to Italy in a recent friendly as well. My pick for the Czech Republic is... Patrick Schick, he's a the striker for Bayern Leverkusen. He managed four goals in the qualifiers. He's also Patrick Schick. Uh, I just <laughs> decided if they're going to be scoring goals, it's going to come for him. He looks pretty decent form. I do not fancy a defensive asset from him, so I had to look elsewhere. But that's again, I like to we said this last week. This doesn't mean we're picking these players. It's just if we'd have got in their head, that's who we'd pick. Differential, Tom, Czech Republic. My differential, well, I actually have him in my first draft and in my actual team, and it's Jakub Jankto. He is the midfielder for Sam Dory in Serie A. Uh, he managed one goal and three assists in qualifiers, and he's pretty cheap as well. If you're, so if you're keen on uh, fantasy football, you could maybe consider um, Suchek and Kufal. You'll be familiar with those from FPL. Yep, I have went Suchek just clearly because cheap midfielder, knows where the goal is, potential chance of getting shots at range maybe, do something, do something decent for corners as well. But again, it's only if you're fancying Czech Republic. 
Right, on to Group A, Group E. Spain, Sweden, Poland, Slovakia. In this group, Spain will have home advantage in three games. Also, before we start, there's also obviously a COVID kind of angle going on with Spain right now. They've kind of mini self-isolation. Two players have tested positive. The latter being Lorente. So this is a wait and see kind of thing to see how it all plays out. So Spain, how did they get there, Tom? Spain got there. Top of their group. group yep, again, with Sweden in it. So they're playing them again. That was eight wins and two losses. 31 goals and five against. Not bad. So who is your must-have Spanish player, Tom? Again, I struggled with this one. I think it's a toss-up between the two strikers, either Morata or Moreno. Um, Morato, uh, Morata, sorry, he was the top scorer with four goals um, in four starts in the qualifiers. He had a decent season for Juventus in 44 appearances. He managed 20 goals and 12 assists. Uh, on the same note, Moreno, another great striker. He was a Europa League finalist with Villarreal. Uh, he had a decent season in La Liga. In 33 matches, he managed 23 goals and seven assists. And in the Europa League, in 12 matches, he managed seven goals and five assists. Uh, for himself, he managed three goals and three assists in the qualifiers in three matches. But I think they were to pretty so poor opposition. No disrespect to the opponents there. <laughs> so who was that then? Who would you pick? Who would you like to pick? Oh, uh, I'll, if you twist my arm, I'll go Moreno. Right, okay. I went for Danny Olmo, a midfielder, seven million. I don't think he's guaranteed nailed, but he seems to have took his chances in the friendlies in the last couple of games. So, mm-hmm. seven million midfielder hitting the way into Spanish midfield. I don't think that's a bad option at all. I like your picks. Though. I've had a uh, Morata and Marino in my team draft team and out my team last couple of days, but they're not in it right now. So I'll go to you. Who's your differential? Uh, my differential is Jesus Navas uh, from Seville, former Man City player. Uh, he, I think he managed two goals and one assist during the qualifiers. I can't quite read my notes, so don't quote me on that. <laughs> but uh, he's my differential. I went for Ferran Torres from Man City. Again, if he's playing, we're playing with a party of front three, £8 million. And he recently scored a hat-trick in a 6-0 thrash in Germany, so you get international form. But again, I'm not 100% sure what these Spanish players are definitely nailed or not. So, and this COVID situation, so it's probably just going to be a wait and see closer to time and before you have to lock the room in. I say closer to time, it's Thursday the tournament starts tomorrow and you're going to have to <laughs> do that. Maybe we have to do about, I think, a last-minute online Spanish reading to see what happens next. Keep refreshing Twitter. Right, next up is Sweden. And they finished second to Spain. Just mentioned that. They had six wins, three draws and a loss. So, Tom, who is your must-have Swedish player? Um, yeah, during the qualifiers, Spain played Sweden. Uh, the scores were 3-0 and a 1-1 draw. For Sweden, my pick is the main striker, Robin Quayson. He managed three goals and one assist during the qualifiers. He's my man. I've went for other striker. Alexander Isaac, or Isaac, now you pronounce his name. The young up and coming who seems to have who all benefited from Abramovich's departure from the tournament. So we've both went for the player each. Do they play the two up front, Tom, or is just is it more is Quiesen more nailed on to your 
I don't know. That's a level of detail. I don't know. I never dive that deep. <laughs> so, who is your differential? Um, well, I was actually reading um, an article, and this isn't um, an advert during the pod. This isn't a, a promo or anything like that. I was reading an, an article from The Athletic, and uh, there's a young midfielder. He, he's a Swedish player, and he plays for Juventus. He's a 20-year-old midfielder, and his name is Dejan Kulevsky. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be the next big thing, so he might be using the, the tournament as an opportunity to uh, make a bit of a name for himself. He also can play up front. He's played up front before. Yeah. In the, in the right mid, so depending on how the situation goes, he could be, be shifting about, maybe about position. I've went for old friend Michael Lustig. Tom, I went for <laughs> pull the old heartstrings. Uh, if they're going to play defence with Sweden, he's pretty much nailed right back. Don't seem to get much attack returns, mind you, because he doesn't really go further by the halfway line anymore, but just for a bit of nostalgia, I went Lustig. I was going to pick Jordan Larson. I thought he might get a sniff to the friendlies, but he's not really a sniff, so he's going to be in the squad to get on. So I think he's a really cheap enabler striker if he'd maybe break into the team, but that isn't going to harm. Right, so we will go to Poland. Poland there. They topped their Group G with a group with Austria and North Macedonia and Slovenia. Eight wins, one draw and one loss. So who's your must-have Polish player, Tom? Um... Probably Lewandowski. He's the he's the big talisman. Five goals and two assists during the qualifiers. Had yep. a great season as well. Definitely. Yep, I've pretty much the same as you. It's no, there's no surprise here. The talisman. He's nailed. Captain. He'll be playing every game, mind you. I think, and it could haul in him. I suppose you can go nuts. Who's your differential? Um, my differential is. Bednarek, he managed uh, eight starts in eight, and he's a sure starter during the qualifiers. Poland were fairly defensive. They managed seven clean sheets out of the ten qualifiers, so I'm going for him. I've went for Zielinski, who's an play playmaker. Seems to be had a good season as well. If he's going to be playing behind Lewandowski, there's a chance he assists. I've saw him in quite a lot of people's teams, so... I'm, I'm assuming people know what they're talking about. If that's the way into the Polish team to try to cover Lewandowski. <laughs> Next up is Slovakia. I believe it's the team that went through the, yep, the Nations League again. They finished bottom of the group, actually, behind Ukraine and Czech Republic, who both qualified for the, the normal way. So then again, because of that, they beat Republic of Ireland in penalties, and then they beat Northern Ireland after it took time to want to qualify. So they've probably took the kind of weirdest route into the final storm. So who is your must-have Slovakia player? If, um, you, if you must have one. If I if you must have one, um, I've chosen Marek Hamisk, uh, Göteborg player in the Swedish Premier League. I don't know if you're still playing the Swedish fantasy I football. Think it once a week. <laughs> uh, he managed three goals and one assist in nine starts during the qualifiers. So, so he's my man. Yep, I've went the same way again. He seems to be, this will be, again, I think he's going to be his last tournament. He has, again, he's like a talismanic, everything goes through him. If they're going to do anything, attacking-wise, it's probably going to be through him. So, simple for that. And he isn't that bad for £8 million. You want to have a differential midfield. Mm-hmm. Who is your differential from Slovakia? 
differential is Juraj Kuka. He plays for Parma in Serie A, and much like Marek, he managed three goals and one assist in nine starts. So they must play together up front. <laughs> I have went for Michael Duris from Ammonia Nicolese for Cyprus. He seems to be the 32-year-old striker. I want it's pretty much nailed. I do not trust the defence, so if they're going to get anything, no. I'm looking for the attacker. That's why I went that way, rather than defence. Right, into Group F. The group of Def, as they call it, or as we call it. And it's Hungary, Portugal, France and Germany. So I'll start with you, Tom. You had France first, Portugal second, Germany third, and Hungary fourth. I've got the exact same as you, but Gunnar has got France first, Germany second, Portugal third, and Hungary fourth. So the old German passenger group, he's getting back into it. He's taking me qualify for the group. He's not, he, right. he's not here to defend himself to say that's not true, but there we go. <laughs> Hungary, another team that came through the Nations League. They finished second group to Finland in the Nations League, but obviously Finland qualified. Then they beat Bulgaria 3-1 away and Iceland 2-1 at home. So two decent teams there they beat to get there. So if you must have a Hungary player, who is it? My Hungary player of choice is Willy Orban. Uh, he managed three goals. He is, And he's also a centre-back for Red Bull Leipzig, so playing a decent standard of football. Um at his club, though I can't see many clean sheets given that he's a centre-back, given that group. So that would be a concern. But if you must, then Willie Orban. I've went a different way. I've not touched defence again. I went from my must-have would be Nigo, the midfielder. Four million pound in the game. Joe don't know much about him, to be honest, but four million pound. If he's playing, then that's a nice bit of money elsewhere. And that's no offence to my Hungry listeners who think they're just going to give them the dismissive. But I've listened to two podcasts with Hungry guys talking on it, and not none of them have given themselves a chance in this group either. So no. they don't believe it themselves. Differential, Tom? It's uh, Suzo Bozlea. Bozlea. Said perfectly. He's a mid midfielder for <laughs> Red Bull Leipzig. There's a running theme here in the Hungry squad. Um, he managed two goals in six games during the qualifiers. Again, much like yourself, I don't know much about the guy, but if I if he had a gun to my head, he's deemed a bit of a wonder kid, I think, in the Hungarian game. And what I've got here notes is he's a bit of a free kick expert. So there you go, it could be a right. way to some bonus points, some extra points. There you go, that was good. I'll ask you, you've done that for Tom, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, mine is Adam Zlalia, I think that's his up front, the main striker. 23 goals, 70 caps for Hungary. It probably will be the, again, the last hurrah for him, tournament-wise. And I don't trust defence, so I'm going with the striker in case they get a break up top. Right. Portugal. They finished second in Group B behind Ukraine. Five ones, two draws and one loss. That's probably why they end up in this kind of situation in the group of death because of the seeding. And we'll start with the last half, Tom. Who's Portugal's must-have? Plenty to pick from. Yep. Uh, for me, it's Ronaldo. 11 goals in qualifiers, three of which were penalties. He's on penalties. He's Ronaldo. That's my choice. Yep, I went Ronaldo as well. I don't think I'm going to have him the whole tournament, but I'm going to have him definitely for the starter anyway. Hungry definitely, at home. Yeah. He's only one goal away from... Is it somebody's... Is it Platini's Euro Nations? Euro to the Euro... 
bloody record of nine goals and all that. And I think he's only a handful of goals away from having the top international goal scorer all time. So I know that's a personal thing, but he is quite got a, a bit of an ego that way. I'm sure he'll be trying to shoot to break these records. And if he can do it at a major tournament, I suppose that's what he can do. And the plum fixture the first round, Hungary, I suppose you can't ask for any better. Differential for Portugal, Tom? It's uh, Guerrero. I think he's I think he's a defender from what I remember. Left I back. He's only, is he left back? He's only in 2% of teams currently. He's had a great um, season domestically uh, for Dortmund. He managed five goals and 10 assists. Uh, he did manage one assist in the qualifiers. So I quite fancy him as an attacking defender. Okay, I went for Silva after your recommendation because I think a lot of the FPL fanboys have jumped on a Jota. Well, I don't think Jota is nailed because he's he does it with somebody else. I can't remember the guy's name on the left hand side. Well, I think Silva will be there for the nailed, and he seems to play a lot better for Portugal. He seems to be up his game for his national team. So, to me, he's not so much of a differential as to say to been Ronaldo, but I think he's he's pretty much nailed my team for the first week anyway. Mm-hmm. So, move on to France. Uh, Sorry, I you watched go. a little bit of uh, the Portugal uh, friendly. It was, on, it was on last night. Bruno went nuts. Yep, uh, two goals. Two goals and one assist. Uh, Cancelo, we're familiar with him from Man City. He managed a goal and assist as well. Uh, Jota missed a decent opportunity with a with a header. I think maybe because he's obviously he was nursing that injury towards the end of the season with Liverpool. I don't think he's match fresh just yet. So that might be something if you're considering it. I, I, I do like Bernardo Silva. I think he is the kind of second best from Ronaldo in terms of attackers. Would it make you think about bringing Bruno and Jenkins' prices just to? Too high for because up until that kind of game yesterday, he was playing a bit deeper for Portugal and he was a wee bit higher up the field yesterday. Yeah, um, I, th- I think you can do more with a, a cheaper player and then use the additional money to upgrade elsewhere and improve your points that way. I think putting all your money into him and there is the potential that you might sit a bit deeper in the Portuguese squad, so I don't think it's worth the risk. Just watch him go nuts in this uh, <laughs> first game and all. It's good to happen. Right, so next up is France. They won the group. Eight wins, one draw, one loss. Ahead of Turkey, Iceland, Albania. So they kind of got through a semi. I wouldn't say it's a difficult group, but it's our group. Can I, and they get through that group, kind of no problem. So, must have from France, Tom. For me, it is Griezmann. One goal and five assists, and in the out of eight qualifiers that he played, he managed eight starts as well. So that's pretty decent. I do like the look of Mbappe. Obviously, he's a big name. He only played three games in the qualifiers, getting one goal and assist. So I'm not too sure what the situation is there. Maybe you could shed a bit of light on that one. I have no idea. <laughs> just know that he's kind of back in a bit of best form and he's been playing the friendlies I'm assuming now that he's fully fit he will be starting and with Griezmann and Benzema or ben, how do you say Benz, Benzema? Benzema, yeah back in the squad I think it's going to make their attack even stronger so I, I wouldn't think you could pick any of, the th- any of the three would be a decent pick as your choice but I mm-hmm. went for Mbappe just as I, I think he's going to explode this tournament and a wee peek in, I picked France to win it, so there we go. I think he's been right to the end. Differential for France, Tom? Um, the differential is Raphael Van. He's a defender. He managed one goal and one assist. He plays for Lille in League 1. 
I also like to note, uh, just before we move on from France, they didn't manage to beat Turkey in the qualifiers. They lost 2 0 and drew 1 1. So, still pushing your, uh, your, <laughs> your pro Turkish agenda here, Tom. They're, they're, they're a wild card, and I'm, I'm going to back them all the way. Girls like me here to talk about the Dutch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went for Paul Pogba. After, again, I thought his season was getting better as he came at the end of it, and I feel mm-hmm. he stands out and plays better for the Blues than he does for. I think he seems to be up his level a bit more, and I quite fancy him in midfield. Well, yep. a great surrounding cast next to him, so there's a way in the team there. And last up is Germany. Who they qualified, were they? They topped to Group C ahead of Netherlands, Northern Ireland. They had seven wins and one loss, so got through in typical German fashion quite easily. Uh, who was a loss to Tom? It was. I can't see that. Doesn't matter. Move on. I can't have lost the sheets. So they also have home advantage, do they not? I don't know. Anyway, who's your must-have Jamie player? It is Napri. He managed seven goals, one assist during the qualifiers. He's the striker for Bayern Munich. Um, ten goals and two assists in the Bundesliga. I don't know. Maybe that's a bit underwhelming for a Bayern Munich striker. I suppose you expect more, but uh, he's my pick for Germany. I don't really trust the defence. So, Do you think he's going to be nailed with Muller back in the squad? That's okay. I did look at him, but I think he might have fell down the pecking list a wee bit. That's the only thing I was looking at when I... Possibly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a difficult one to shout. It's a difficult one to call. It's a bit like the, 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 the Spain shout with the two strikers. Mm-hmm. I don't really know who's going to start. So, maybe avoid. <laughs> Pick nailed players. I've broken the uh, the golden rule of fantasy football. I've went for Joshua Kimmich, who I think is an excellent midfielder for Bayern in Germany. He's priced pretty cheap in the game. Again, I don't know if he's 100% nailed, but he's been playing the majority of the games recently. So Mm -hmm. I think he's in the team. And if you think Jim's going to go far, I mean, again, they're in this group of death, so it's hard to kind of back these players for all three games. But he's a cheap way into the German team. Who's your differential for? Germany, Tom? Um, no, I said that I don't like the defence, but I don't think you're going to like many defenders in this group. My differential is Matthias Ginter. Uh, he plays for München Gladbach and he managed one goal and two assists during the qualifiers. So I quite like him as an attacking defender. Okay, I've also went for Robin Gossens, Atlanta left back, attacking left back. Mm-hmm. And I broke through recently in the friendlies. Good attacking returns, I believe. I think he got a goal and assist. Is that enough to get my first? Is that enough to get my starting place? We'll find out soon enough. But again, that's a decent way into German defence. So that is us finished our kind of quick, roughly must-have differential with all our teams. Tom, has your tactics changed since we last talked? Are we still, are you still plan to do the exact same kind of way, attacking with the chips? Still planning doing the exact same thing. I'm purely focused on match day or game week one, filling my team up with players that I think are going to do well. Limitless will be getting played game week two. The only diff- the only thing I'm, I'm thinking about is I might not be too quick to rush into the wild card in match day three. I, um, I want to see how things go match day one and two. See how it lands and first assess, I mean, I wouldn't be playing it just for the sake of playing it. If my team from game week one or match day one uh, is strong enough, I'd happily hold on and hold off. Uh, Plus, you'll have, you'll have two transfers as well, so. Yeah. I'm still kind of roughly going to do the same thing. I think 
it'll depend on how the groups look before mm-hmm. match day three because I think you've got a lot of players in your team who you think heavy hitters and they're already qualified. They might be a chance of rotation, especially with a lot of top threes going through. I mean, like I said, they're on a fire. If you've got a hurricane, for example, and he wins the first two games, they don't need to play in the third game. They could rest and play one of their strikers, like DCL got a chance. Mm-hmm. It depends, who you, like you said, how it's going to look out. Uh, so even if I don't do that and say he's a wild card in week three, you're back. What you're doing there is you're looking for. A, you're going to get so many transfers per round. You're just looking to be able to judge the last sixteen. You're looking to pick eight winners, mm-hmm. and so you can build your team with eight winners. And if you get seven out of the eight winners, your squad should be in fine shape for the next round anyway. Then your transfers go up as well. You were the only prob- I, I, I do. The only problem is, and I was considering this, having had a closer look. If you, the transition from the last sixteen. It goes from 16 teams to eight. If you don't get it right, you only, you only get three transfers to rectify your team. That's not a lot when you've got a squad of 15. So it de- really depends on who qualifies and who gets through. But at that point, you've, you've it's, it's maybe too late. You've maybe already played it in match day three. So you've got to, you've got to work out who you think is going to get through, what the matchups look like. Who's if are they nailed or is it pretty even in the last sixteen? Who's going to get through and then work it out from there? We'd like to think you'd be able to predict at least half of them, wouldn't you? You wouldn't think you, yeah. all the all the heavy hitters are going to get knocked out in the one round. So it is a case of this week. is about your own. This is skill and your own kind of knowledge of the eye test. Who's going to get through and hopefully it works that way. Okay. So before we wrap up, do we want a? This is not set in stone. Do you want? We'll talk through our team as it stands right now. As it stands, yep. Right, so we'll go position to position, Tom, right? So I'll start. I'll go goalkeepers. I went for Donorama from Italy at home to Turkey. He's my goalkeeper. And Herdeke of Finland, as Herdeke, how you see his name, mm-hmm. at home to Denmark is my backup goalkeeper. So who's your two goalkeepers as it stands? Um, currently in goals is Thomas Vaslik. He is the Czech Republic goalkeeper. He's facing Scotland. Ooh. Obviously, I've got a lot of faith in Scotland. But I imagine I'll probably be. Um, I'm only playing him in goals just now because he plays first. I think I'll probably end up. Don't quote me on this, but we'll see how Scotland do. Um, Patricio, uh, the Portuguese, Portuguese goalkeeper, he's up against Hungary. So I imagine I'll probably be switching him into goals. Are they pretty? Are they pretty nailed your team? You don't fancy changing them? Really? Nothing been. I'm not 100% certain just yet. It's, uh, this team is just a sort of quick put together draft and I'm probably going to work on it over up until the deadline and really finalise it, this is just there's a big disclaimer here, this is just first draft and it could came, it could change quite drastically This is my ninth draft not first draft but still still change it you've got to what, 7 o'clock tomorrow morning or half past 6, tomorrow morning, tomorrow evening to find out before you can lock it in That's Right, Right. so I'll go next defence now Again, I'm doing it like you. I've got the players who are playing first the team, so I've got five defenders sitting here on my pitch right now. Kian Tierney against Czech Republic. Torres against Sweden for Spain. Kier for Denmark against Finland. Denier against Russia. And Rostovsky from North Macedonia against Austria. Now, I've not tinkered with that defence for a while. I'm kind of settled with it. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to do the unlimited next week anyway. That's who I think the best fixtures are for the team. I've, I quite fancy Scotland to beat Czech Republic 1-0 or even a 0-0. So I'm happy having Tierney in there. So you want to talk through your defence? Yep. So I've got two Turkish players. I've got Umut Meras 
and I've got Zeki Selig. I discussed him last week. Uh, I've also got the uh, Simon Kier, the Denmark defender. They're because they're playing first. I've got them as a part of a back three on the bench, though. And imagine I might bring in these guys. I've got uh, Andrej Salutska, a Czech Republic defender. And I have Jose Gaia, uh, the Spanish defender. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've just done it off some games that play first, so that'll change. You've, you do probably do the same if we final lock it in, so you'll be doing the same. Yeah. Right, midfield, one on the bench. There are two on the bench right now. It's Silva for Portugal, because he plays later on, and Rodri for Sweden, because they against Sweden, sorry, for Spain, because they play later on. So my free start right now is Ericsson from Denmark, Chiesia for Italy, and Telemans for Belgium. That's my free right now, because they play first. Tom, who's your midfield? Mine is Eden Hazard. Uh, he's currently flagged as an injury dealt, but I think he came on uh, for Belgium against Bulgaria in the friendly a couple of days ago. So hopefully he's fit for the game against Russia. Uh, I've got Bernardo Silva for Portugal. Uh, Carrasco, again, another Belgian versus Russia. And uh, Jakub Jankto, the Czech Republic midfielder. I've also got uh, Chipo, uh, 4 million, and it is Loic Nego, the hungry midfielder. Oh, we talked about earlier on. He's nailed, guaranteed start on that. I, I don't know if I'm digging your total anti-Scottish stance here. That's quite a that's three check reports. Your total attack in that fixture. <laughs> right up front, I've got Ronaldo on the bench because obviously he's playing the last game. But he's probably going to come on. And barring any of my captain picks beforehand, turning well, he'll probably be the captain for that game. So up front right now, I have got Lukaku and Morata. I thought to come out, but he's in right now. So again, that will be subject to change with Spanish news. But that's my three strikers. Who's your three strikers? I'm currently on Ronaldo, Lukaku and um, Yilmaz, the Turkish striker. But I think I'm probably going to take him out and maybe use the money to upgrade Carrasco, maybe even spread some money into defence. So as I said, I'm not quite nailed with this lineup just yet. I said like a wobble in Turkey there, Tom. Don't like saying that. Uh, I just think the better fixtures: Turkey, Italy. I mean, I think I'll probably end up getting Yulmaz in maybe match day two or three if they're if they're still doing well. Um, but I think there's better fixtures out there. I think I went I went in too hard on Turkey, and I'm, I need to backtrack a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say this: none of the teams are that similar. So game week one, two others. Obviously, how it all falls will be total different scores anyway. Because I think there's only three or four players overlapping out of 15 now. Mm-hmm. If that. So, Tom, before we go, you might get your plugs in. Yep, I am FFS Scout, sorry, underscore Scout on Twitter. Uh, a bit quiet just now because obviously it's a down season, but uh, I'll maybe try and tweet out some stuff during the, the Euros. Uh, get a bit of enthusiasm going. And uh, I might even start getting excited about Scotland soon. Yep, maybe. Right, so also I'm at Fantasy Half. You can catch me there. We will be back next week. I think we're going to try and do the Tuesday so we can probably cover the full match day one. Mm-hmm. And we can see where we are. And after that next week's podcast, I'll also be appearing on the FPL Happier podcast talking to the guys about Fantasy Football. If you're interested in watching us on YouTube, just sitting back and talking nonsense about that and also about the podcast later where I will be promoting the Scottish game as best as I can on that podcast. 
So that is us, Tom. You can say goodbye and hopefully Guno back next week to talk the first game week and we'll cover it all in more detail. Goodbye. Goodbye from me. You're You're hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 